And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. Yeah, great question. You are the power. And you do not need anybody's permission. Great question. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. That is literally a brilliant question. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Outoflimitsradio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Before we begin tonight's program, I just want to tell you that I've been speaking with several other nationally syndicated radio hosts who've been telling me that in order for the show to grow and to expand, I should reveal more about my personal life to you. I guess it's going to make me more relatable. So I don't know. I'm just going to heed their advice. So my wife's going to kill me, but I recorded a few minutes of what goes on in our bedroom at night. So parental discretion is advised. Here is the clip. Ryan, you're snoring too loud. <laughs> snoring too loud. What did I do in my previous lifetime to deserve being next to us and snoring so loud? <laughs> I have severe sleep apnea. I literally, if sleep apnea means you stop breathing in your sleep. I, I, I stop breathing about 72 times an hour, and I have one of those machines. So to transition to our featured guest, it is about a kundalini awakening, which is not anywhere close to being woken up by the sounds of sleep apnea. You know, kundalini awakening is apparently something wonderful. It's something terrific. And we're going to learn all about it as we begin tonight's show. Joining us now is Val Tinini, yeah. international source energy worker. Learn more about it by going to the website at valsecrets.com. Oh, and if you happen to look her up, you probably would see that Val's done a lot of modeling. So Val has been out in the public mindset for a while, and something magical had happened. Val, great honor to have you with us today. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice meeting you at AlienCon. Yes, AlienCon. And I primarily went there to see what alien tribe I am from. And unfortunately... I did not get any answers. No alien tribe would have me. I'm just a human. Because <laughs> <laughs> my parents yeah, were kind well, of disappointed, too. Yeah, they were, they were <laughs> saying, like, you're definitely from another planet. I'm like, no, 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 I'm from here. They're like, oh, no, you're our creation. So <laughs> I figure out a new way to let them down. Well, Miss Val, it was awesome to see you. I thought you had a really wonderful energy when I met you. And I'm very curious to know... How did you attain your wisdom and insight, and what are some of your areas of expertise? Well, I had um, a Kundalini awakening about 10 years ago. And since then, so I don't know if your audience knows what that is, when all your chakras uh, open up um, one at a time. And I had it in about an hour and a half. So it went all the way up through my crown chakra. So I had enlightened experience. And since then, I was, like, never the same. I. So what's a Kundalini awakening? Know. What happened? What's that? What is a, what is a Kundalini awakening? 
Yeah, so kundalini is basically this uh, life force energy that kind of burns through the chakras. Um, uh, you know, they, a lot of people reference it as the serpent, which is is also referenced in like uh, you know the tree of life that the tree of the serpent actually was the kundalini that was awakening Adam and Eve, and um, so it's like a, you know it's all of course that's that's reversed from the Bible, but um, but that's what it. But that's what it symbolizes. It's the, it's the awakening. It's the awakening of the higher self, of the enlightenment of the of the self. And um, some people reference it as the Holy Spirit, the fire of the Holy Spirit. So, um, so like um, Jesus Yeshua, he would touch people and 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 bring and bring the fire of the Holy Spirit through them. And they would have this this experience um, where there are seven demons. I'm sure you've heard of this. The seven demons were eradicated from Mary Magdalene. Those are the seven chakras. And they only say demons because, you know, every chakra was blocked. So she had an experience in every chakra. So I wonder, why would they refer to the chakras as demonic entities? Because when it looks like when you have a Kundalini awakening, you're trembling, you're crying, you're shaking, and only because it's it's um, recalibrating your body and purifying it. So it looks demonic. So I'm I'm curious. Like one day, I see that prior to your teachings, I mean, you're doing modeling, you're doing a lot of things out, and you wake up one morning, you have a cup of coffee, and then what? This this thing just <laughs> happens. Like you know, no, Kundalini awakening. Bam! Like, what was there anything that kind of led up to it? And also, yeah, yeah. What what could people do to have their own awakening too? I mean, what can they do to kind yeah. of like accelerate their their own awakening? Well, so okay, let's get into the first question. So i i was um I was like very uh, in a good place in my life. Let's say you know I had a very successful business, which is called Val Secrets then, but it was different. It was um, a platform for women to share their online secrets. So it would be like, oh, how to make a, a apple pie, how to put on makeup, um, how to have a great marriage, those kind of secrets. And then uh, it was quite successful. I had BBC doing a, um, a show around my life, and it was on TLC. So it was a it's called Docu Soap, where it's documentary soap opera. And um, and so everything was perfect. The moment I launched my business, like one year after, I had my goal set in my mind, right, vision where I knew I was going to have a television show. I knew I was going to do really well with this. And all I knew, all I could focus on was that. And um, it was like a calling, you know. And then, um, so the show was airing. I was engaged to a man who I could practically dream of um, because he's, he's perfect on paper. But there was something inside me that was like, no, 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 this can't be it. I, this doesn't this doesn't feel right actually. Even though everything is perfect, it doesn't feel right. And in a way, my whole life felt that way, which is kind of strange because I want I, you know, it's like I summoned it. I I wanted that kind of life. I was, um, you know, a lot of money, very popular in New York City, socialite, uh, you know, living in a luxurious building, all very very like high pressure um, job or high pressure life, but I was having, quote unquote, a lot of fun, <laughs> but um, I still wasn't happy. 
I said, why am I still not happy? I started questioning it. And and then I decided to split up with my fiancé. I moved out. And exactly one week later, it was the Sunday I broke up with him. It was the next Sunday. I received an email. And email invite, it was an invite to go to um, a, a session, source energy session with Abdi Electricity, who's now my daughter's godfather. Um, and I went to his event, and he works with, he says, the Holy Spirit. So I went, and um, and I I had no idea about this world. I was just like a, you know, very uh, mainstream kind of girl. Although, you know, I have my spiritual side um, where I had many experiences with ETs and, and all you kinds experience of experiences with ETs? I mean, this is before everything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but I had never thought, I thought that was normal. Really? <laughs> yeah, I did. So, we experiences with good. ETs, what you were saying, them, we, we always seen them in the sky, because I know some people, they're very sensitive, and they say that uh, extraterrestrial, they're actually all over, they're, they're up around the sky all the time. Most people just can't see them, but apparently they're all around us all the time. So yeah, they they are they are around. They are with you. They come visit you. Some some of you can feel it. Some of you can see it, and some of you can't. But um, but what I I would see, you know, I had I had like um I would say a handful of experiences before um I had my Kundalini awakening and after my Kundalini awakening, everything kind of accelerated where they were like, okay, you're ready now. Now we're going to really be in your life. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because what happens is it's like you turn, you turn on like a light bulb when you have Kundalini awakening and the masters and the, the archangels and the ETs and all these beings start to notice you because like oh there she is or there he is i see this bright light on on the planet i'm going to go visit them giving them some information support their support them keep moving them you know towards that progress of enlightenment and so it's that's how well, it was well doing this kundalini awakening i want to know is it when a person comes to the realization that they are just not their body, that they are just not their ego self, that they are just not um, a human animal, and that they are what on the path of having more spirit or more spiritual awareness within their body, a greater remembering of where the true origin of nature is. Is that what a Kundalini awakening is? Is that another way of describing it? Is it more of a, um, an influx of energy or realization to be become more spiritually minded, more, more having more spiritual consciousness, I would say, a realization within the body, as opposed to, you know, just being the realis- the idea that you are a human body. Mm-hmm. That's the final phase of Kundalini, right? Okay. So I think, so it's the upper chakras that you start to realize that, but the first three chakras, it's all about healing, healing the the traumas of childhood healing um, sexual traumas or relationships that you've had, then, of course, most people have no self-esteem. Um, you know, they fake it 
right? They fake it like they do, but they really don't. That's why they, you know, they have to get plastic surgery, um, do, you know, all kinds of stuff to, to change themselves or to be accepted in the world. Um, you know, get a high paid job or, you know, be a doctor, be a lawyer, just so they could, you know, prove themselves. And that's your third chakra, your solar plexus. But once you get into the heart, you start to feel the oneness. And the oneness is like, you know, it's it's like you just feel love everywhere. And then you start to realize, wait a minute, you know, this is, love is not just a feeling of like we're sharing or showing. It's It's a vibration and it's everywhere all the time. And you know, this is the realization that I have. But this this is what everybody has. This is the this is what everyone talks about now, right? And you know, this this was like groundbreaking for me <laughs> when I had the Kundalini awakening. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, because and you know, it's funny when I you know who the being that assisted my Kundalini awakening. Usually, there is a being that assists you. And if you don't have a being that assists your Kundalini awakening, um, it just means that um, it could you could not be attached to any being, or you are you know like some most people come from a certain lineage, so you have like you always usually have a being that assists assists, so you see them or you hear them or you just know intuitively that that being is assisting it. So the being that came to me was um, Jesus, Jesus Christ. And he he was assisting. He and I when I when I got to the heart chakra, he he came right away. And I see and I could see him and I could hear him, and I can you know and and he's just assisting them the rest of my journey. And um, yeah, I've got a question about Jesus because I I question the 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 idea of if some historical figures have been on the earth, including Jesus, because I've heard the idea of Jesus being foretold in various other cultures under the very similar circumstances that there's going to be a savior, he's going to die, come back. And it's not like it started with Christianity, but the being of Jesus. I do I do feel that the idea that there is a um, higher vibrational frequency being that is there that is professed on conditional love to be a messenger, can be one that could transcend all cultures, not necessarily Christianity, is there. And I'm wondering... The way you represented Jesus, your perspective on Jesus, was Jesus a way of communicating to you this unconditional love in the form for which you could understand it best? Would that person or being of Jesus had appeared to another individual on the same path only may have appeared to them as an angel or a um, symbolic individual based on yeah. what they've accumulated in their lifetime? Was Jesus just a right. symbolic version of this unconditional right. love? Right, and I questioned that many times. Actually, I would, it would go, I would go back and forth, back and forth. Was it my mind that created that, you know, that symbol? Um, you know, is, it, is that my conditioning? Or was it really his his being, his presence? Um, and and if it was his being, his presence, why did he choose me? Um, and why would he choose somebody else? But I, <clears throat> I think there's... <clears throat> There's um there's two parts to it. Number one, I'm um Jesus has a lineage, just like every other being does. Every high master, high being, archangel, whatever you want to call it, even even E. T. Root race, right? 
because that's the first thing you mentioned, ET root race. And we all have that lineage. We all are connected to certain lineages. And he is part of my lineage. I'm part of his lineage. So, so that's, that's one. Cool. Yeah, that's one. And then the second part is, um, in this lifetime, yes, you know, he, uh, he, he, he was, you know, the first thing I asked him when I saw him, I was in shock. I was in shock. I grew up Catholic, yes, but after, but after I want to say like even third grade, I was, I was very confused as to what I, I did not like religion anymore, especially when I got to the sixth grade when I knew all my friends were having premarital sex and I, and you know, they're all, they're all breaking the Ten Commandments, but, and yet, you know, will they really go to hell? So I was questioning everything. And I started dipping into all the other religions and seeing what was right fit for me. And I realized, oh, it's just as dogmatic as as Catholicism. Why would I want want to join any religion? And and I just wanted to find the truth. And so when Yeshua came to me, I said the first thing I said to him, I was crying, and I said, Why have you come to me? I I left you so long ago. And he said to me but I never left you. And of course, the tears were slowing. My heart was expanded so much. And, and you know, that's just how it is. You know, when you're connected to being, as much as you push them away, you'll never, you you can never push them away. They really are, you know, part of you, right? You share that bloodline or you share that connection, um, that lineage. So, In terms of the being, assisting in your awakening. I've got a question because there are some members of our audience that are very likable, that are very popular, that have some friends. I happen to be the person who, when I walk in the room, everyone's like, don't talk to that guy. So, <laughs> I would consider myself, metaphysically speaking, very unpopular. I don't, I don't, ha- I don't have a being that's going to walk with you. If, the, if there's somebody who's going to have a kundalini, kundalini awakening, it's going to have to be me. I'm going to have to do it on my own. So, for the people out there that are unpopular, such as the the host, how can we have Kundalini awakening? Mm. I really feel like we are all on that trajectory of of having a Kundalini awakening. You know, I think there's some people that have Kundalini rising, which is basically the opening of the chakras, which I'm sure many of the people listening in are could relate to. You know, and it could be spot like sporadic, where not in any order. Like they feel that their third eye is open, and their heart chakra, or their solar plexus, and their crown, or whatever. Um, and basically, I think that um, they will be more people that will have the full-on kundalini awakening versus the rising. And there's been an acceleration. I posted a video on YouTube because I was always posting videos. That was the first video I posted on YouTube um, about my spiritual awakening. And I posted about 10 years ago. And it basically the the title was, um, or is, um, um, Kundalini Awakening from Someone Who's Never Meditated Before. And it's it's really popular. Um, And I was the first one to post something like that on Kundalini Awakening. And and now everybody, I see so many people now doing that. 
my Kundalini, talking about their Kundalini awakening. So it's happening more and more to people. And I think if people want a Kundalini awakening, they're not going to have it. They because want it's the ego that because oh. it's the ego that wants it. Really? Yes. I didn't go to that event to have a Kundalini awakening. I actually no idea what the hell he the guy did. Um, Abdi, right? But I, I had no clue, like zero, zero knowledge, zero. I just knew I had to go there. It was just an instinct. And, but um, you know, my mother and my sister came with me, and nothing happened to them. However, physically, <laughs> physically. However, they are awakening. They are having a kundalini rising awakening process. And it's slow. They're one, you know, chakras are opening slowly. And um, so everybody has a different experience. It's all, it's all your destiny. It's all your, your, you know, what the God has planned for you. And it's usually kind God of... God has planned for you. Does that mean that... When you say God, does that mean like what? A being outside? God's source. Okay. God's so, source. So, I mean, so is our, do we have pre-planned destinies? Are we just basically actors in a, you know, linear role that are going to go through, mm-hmm. uh, you know, periods of experiences based on its predestined? Or do we not have the capability of changing our destiny at any point in time? Ah, this is the big question, isn't it? Do we have free will? Um, so, in my experience, Right. My my experience was I wanted to become a, a person, a public person that would help women elevate each other through, you know, whatever. And and um, you know, I wanted to be lived by coastal, and I wanted to get married by the time I was thirty five, and I wanted to have kids by the time I was thirty seven. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, okay? And everything was on that path. I would go. I remember I would see several psychics, and they would all tell me, "This is what you're," and it's all exactly what what I planned for. Whatever they said wasn't was was um, going to happen. Um, you know, was is basically on that same track. And then I had a Kundalini awakening, and my whole life changed. My the day of the day of my Kundalini awakening, my show can't got canceled. Then I, um, I, I shut down my company. Um, then I met my daughter's father and my daughter came before I was 37. <laughs> I was 33 and I didn't get married. So my life, my life is not what I planned and, and psychics that were saw that trajectory of me moving in that direction, which was basically another possibility, right? was was um canceled well, so maybe, maybe you obviously it seems like you're making decisions and as a matter of yeah. what the energy uh-huh. was but it seems like you, you are in, in control i mean as far as destiny goes i mean if, mm. if we're if we are if you originate from source and then we return to source is our destiny is all not molded in the same fashion are we just not here for an illusion of separation for a brief period of time, so source can have the um, perspective of knowing separation through, you know, the illusion of separate of separate being. I mean, does it really is it really matter in one way what our destiny is? I mean, 
That's right. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. If we're in, if this is all, a, you know, we're all one, and the duality of 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 us, you know, of of our experience is not really true. Then how could our our um, manifesting our destiny be true? So my feeling. So this is I received this information when I was in Japan, but basically our our life is like. It's like the tree of life, okay? It's like the ancient Kabbalah tree of life. And basically, we have very important uh, milestones in our life. And and we can go, we can reach them and and flow um, nicely right, in, right down the line, right in the middle. Or we take alternative routes, which are the side, if, if any of you are familiar. Are you familiar with the tree of life? I am not quite familiar with the Tree of Life. Oh, is that the is that the thing where the Kabbalah? No, the Kabbalah Tree of Life. Basically, it's like it looks like um, uh, has like I think it has seven seven dots in the middle, and then it has all these little branches coming off of it. So basically, when you go when you go into the branch, which is the other option, you're kind of getting off track. You're getting off track of your your you know full alignment, which is not it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It just is, and and so and then you just have an alternate route. So my tree of life kind of you know I was on this I was on this track, which was probably on the um, on the branches rather than the than the trunk, and and. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it ejected me. It put me right back on the trunk. So it wasn't my choice. I did not choose that. All I, all I wanted to go for was to possibly receive some answers because I thought it was going, we were going to watch PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to ask you a question. You were able to, when we met, you scanned my body. You're like apparently you were able to scan it, and my understanding is that when you got to my liver, it was saying, "Give me a two minute timeout. Tell him I need a two minute break. <laughs> enough of the enough mm-hmm. fear. No, I don't know. I don't know. It probably was. I would imagine <laughs> something like that. But how are you, how are you able to do, how are you able to do that? And when, when people have a Kundalini awakening, if they have this influx yeah. of information, is that something they can expect to see? Is that something that they'll either visually or kinesthetically yeah. be able to feel? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, you know, people even having Kundalini rising can do it. They don't have to have a full awakening. But, yeah, it's basically oneness. It's oneness. That's it. I just become one with you. Okay. Because it really, it's an illusion that we're separate, isn't it? So so I just become one with you automatically, not not choosing to. Maybe there is some sort of uh, subconscious that I say, you know, like, he's open, I'm open, let's let's merge. And, you know, you, like I was telling you before, your soul was tugging on me that you wanted that, you wanted that information from me. Because I don't, I don't give out that kind of information to just anybody. Oh, you know, I, I just met you. <laughs> Literally, I sat down and I just met yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty interesting. And, 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 you were, and you were looking at me, I was like, and I was like, okay. And I, I usually, when people like look at me and they stare for more than a minute, they get terrified and they run away. They go, "Oh God, this is the, this is the best humanity can create." Oh my, 
Because you probably, oh, yeah, I was serious. I think you were looking at me like, this guy obviously is from a different, different planet. What are some of the things yeah. that you'd recommend that people do to increase their strength and resilience to the external reality or the chaos of the outside world? How can they build their strength mm-hmm. and resilience to that? And also, in the same token, what are some of the things that they can do to build up their own personal power? How can they become stronger? Mm. Well, um, my my feeling is that meditation, breath work, really does help um, staying in your heart, um, that, which is the most is the simplest. Literally, just always staying in your heart, because what happens is the ego tries to control everything, and so that it creates anxiety, stress, um, and uh, you know, want, wants you to kind of move away from that kind of situation. So if you stay in your heart, then you will be able to um, have compassion, have um, be steady, have peace in your body, in your mind, and and then everything becomes enjoyable. Oh, no, it's, it's awesome. No, I love it. That's a simple type of answer. And are there any particular books that you recommend people read that I guess have a frequency that'll Kind of accelerate their um, their energy. Oh, books! You know, I'm not a fan of books. The <laughs> <laughs> um, book that that awakened um, parts of me was the Magdalene Manuscript, and um, she basically this book is a is a uh, from Tom Kenyon. And it's basically a um, channeled book in regards to Mary Magdalene's story. And she basically gives techniques on how she accelerated her um, energetic body. And I think, and there's also truth about the story of uh, Jesus and her and, and what happened while, you know, he was being crucified. All this, all these. Um, questions where you know the Bible has, didn't give truth. So um, you know, books need to be the truth. Period. It, you know, it can't be like um, a hypothesis. But we need to find books that kind of shake us out of our realities and elevate us. So this is why I loved this kind of book because there's a lot of people that have false information about, you know, that story. And then, of course, the alchemical part, which is ancient, ancient Egyptian. Um, they call it the Isis, uh, the Isis sex cult. And only because it's, it pulls an energy from the sacral chakra and uses that life force energy to alchemize the body. So it has a double whammy, right? <laughs> Um, uh, and what other books would I recommend? I mean, the thing is, I would never go with these modern, modern day writers. I mean, you really want to find books that people that are on the spiritual path are like deeply within, like they're not just talking about it or read about it. They, they live it, right? That's, those are the kind of books you want to read. Um, 
Another good one is um, the, the biography of a, of a yogi by Yogananda. Okay. And, um, so I would suggest those two. But, and <laughs> when you are talking to someone and you're next to them, I imagine that you know you have this engagement. Your energy, you merge with their energies. And is there anything a person can do to raise their energy in a more permanent basis. One of my beloved teachers used to say that you actually affect the world just by being the best person you can be and walking around people because your energy will naturally affect them. And he says that sometimes for a short period of time, and their energy is going to oscillate faster because they're going to kind of be in your atmosphere, then it's going to go back to wherever they feel most comfortable with. However... You know, sometimes when people in the presence of a great teacher, they love that feeling, they love being at that high peak level. So what can they do? What can people do to keep that energy at the peak level? To, you know, to know that, okay, my energy is at a higher level. I feel much greater. How do I sustain this without dropping down to where I was before? Hmm. Number one, tell the truth. Always. Even if it's painful. You always tell the truth. That's how you keep your vibration okay. high. And number two, stay in your heart. It's very simple. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can't apply the first one to marriage because I I have to tell some things. <laughs> That's, I mean, I, it, for many, it, it, it's not applicable. I, I usually try to be quiet. The thing your wife doesn't listen to the, the statement. No, no I, just, I, just, I find it, you know, if she asks me a question, I'm just like, I just said, yes, you're right. You are correct. You are correct. <laughs> I mean, metaphysically speaking, it may not be the best thing for me, but physically speaking, yes, it's very good for me. It's very healthy. <laughs> I, have, I have to compromise. To compromise. Oh, yeah. You're going, you're, you're in the flow. Trying to be in the flow. Dr. Cena, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. To learn more about Val, please go to our website at valsecrets.com. I also want to let you know that when you go to valsecrets.com, you can do private sessions with Val. She's got some events programs. She's also got several free downloads you can check out. And if you look at her blog, there are several entries that are going to provide insights and perspective on some of the things that we just discussed today. So, Val, it was a great pleasure and honor to uh, have your energy with us today, and uh, it's great to have you with us. Thank you. Likewise. It was nice meeting you. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our phenomenal guest, Ms. Val, and special thanks, as always, to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show Virtues, Ms. Carrie O'Connor, Ms. Lisa Caza, and Ms. Constance Stellas. To learn more about the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. Until the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take good care, and thank you so much for listening.